Hello everyone, this is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is August the 17th. 2019 and we are live again with a strong hand long-term thinking unconfiscatable bitcoin is next bitcoin personal responsibility is new counterculture deferral gratification conviction golden age baby we're going to talk about all of that today strive for greatness people have ambition avoid mediocrity principles over practicality all you people out there, check out yesterday's This Week in Bitcoin show, DisruptMeister.com. Follow me on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Uh, Trace Mayer was awesome yesterday. What, what can I say? It was a great one. It was a classic. Um, and I'm happy that I'm back doing these shows live. I had to rearrange some things, but I roll with the punches here. I keep up my system. A new show every day. We're back to being live. Greetings from Palm Springs, California, says John Stromletis, I always mess up his name. Dude, I'm I'm sure it's nice and warm down there. I'm in Tel Aviv. It is 1030 at night here almost. So let's let's just start with uh, Beyond Bitcoin. Remember, people, that we're going to talk about subjects beyond Bitcoin. It's not just about Bitcoin. It's about uh, you know, life, life in general. So I heard Yaron Brook mention the term second-hander, a second-hander, and it's a... Uh, an Ayn Rand term. And here, and I looked it up and I linked to the definition below. I think it deals, it, it, I, I talk about second-handers a lot and uh, avoiding that type of mentality. They have no concern for facts, ideas, work. They're concerned only with people. They don't ask, is this true? They ask, is this what others think is true? Basically, they want to fit in. And you know what I say here, fitting in is overrated. So yeah, they're one who cares about appearances. They live through what others think of them, not through their true accomplishments. A second-hander does not live through his, his true accomplishments. He, th- he lives through what people think he is accomplishing. So he'll lie about it or he'll virtue signal about certain things that aren't even accomplishments. Uh, you know, he fits in. Uh, in order to fit in, he'll give away to some noble cause that the that the, the mob think, thinks is noble just to fit in, just to live through them, to virtue signal. And it's, he, he's not proud of his own accomplishments, of what he really did to even earn that money that he gave away. Uh, he, he's just more so what, uh, more concerned about what other people think of him. So he, 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 he stands for nothing. He lives through other people. He, he's second-handed. So uh, check, check that out. Check out that definition. I thought it was a very interesting term, and uh, it pertains to what I, I talk about quite often. Uh, there's all, all sorts of ways. Anyway, the best way to support the show is uh, retweeting my tweets on TechBall, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. TechBall, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. That is the epicenter of the Bitcoin Meister uh, uh, universe here. <laughs> Bitcoin Meister universe. How, how ridiculous. But uh, there's a few. Again, the podcast are on sportsmeister.com. I've got all sorts of things out there. And you get all sorts of useful information that you can learn from and build on to make yourself a more productive individual because you want to be an individual fitting in is overrated pound that like button all right cnbc talks about a problem uh, uh <laughs> compulsive spending compulsive spending what is this the average american has 
$38,000 in debt, a quarter of which comes directly from credit card charges. Ouch. In December 2018, uh, consumer debt overall hit a record $4 trillion. Experts say a significant amount of this debt can be explained by what they call money disorders. According to Klontz, many money disorders are often the result of underlying psychological issues like anxiety, depression, or trauma. He says that treatment requires that people think about their behaviors and feelings toward money. Okay, yeah, you definitely got to think about your behaviors. If you're depressed, just don't spend money on stuff. Don't spend, again, stuff isn't going to sit, uh, isn't going to help you become a better person, okay? Isn't going to make you a happy person. Stuff. It's going to put you in debt, actually. And then it's a vicious cycle. At that point, you're going to be like, oh, I'm poor. I'm helpless. Uh, I need to get the more debt so I can get more stuff to make me feel better. So money disorders, uh, I, I think they're trying to, to put it in a different uh, perspective. Like uh, it's something that they, they can't control themselves. Oh, I have this money disorder. No, you don't have long-term thinking, dude. So the real cure of money disorders is, is long-term thinking and not being impulsive and uh, trying to find happiness through meaning in, instead of stuff and, and using your brain and understanding that you're an individual. You don't have to keep up with the Joneses, okay? But uh, hey, some people do get a temporary buzz and they are $38,000 in debt. Uh, this, for those of you who are not in debt, uh, this should make you feel very happy. Because the average American is thirty-eight thousand, you are one step ahead of the game. And if you're not thirty-eight thousand, if you're less than thirty-eight thousand dollars, hey, then hey, you're making progress to, to not being in debt. So you're a step ahead of the game too. Get get understand what real assets are and what building wealth is, and that you're going to have a future and you're going to need. You're not going to want to work a lot when you're old. You're going to want to have assets that uh, make you money. All right, Taval Dacris sent 10 Canadian dollars. He says, what are your thoughts on this beyond meat and plant-based foods? Oh, I've got, a, I've got something on that. Seems like they're playing on 80% of psychology. If you don't want to eat meat, there are tons of non-lab created food. Yeah, dude, that last point is really important. If you don't want to eat meat, eat, eat vegetables that aren't created in a lab. That beyond meat stuff has all sorts of weird oils in it. I believe it's got... um. God, I forgot one of those very unhealthy oils in it. Why, why can't I think of the name right now? So yeah, the Beyond Meat thing is a lot of hype. A lot, a lot of hype. Again, if you don't want to eat meat, that is cool. But you want to pay a lot of money for something that is probably not that healthy. Because it's got, it's got canola oil in it, I believe. I mean, you, you want your ingredients list just to be like one ingredient. Like if you eat an apple, you want it to say apple. If you eat cow meat, you want it to say cow meat, Okay. If you want to, if you're going to eat something that you're like, I'm not eating any meat. I'm not eating any meat. Well, then you're going to eat this thing that they call fake meat that's got a, all these chemicals and stuff in it. And again, it's not a. I, I, some are going to be, oh, it doesn't have that many chemicals in it, and it might only it might only have a few, but it's got some canola oil and stuff in it. That is not good for you. I think it is a lot of hype, and I think it's for people who don't do their own research. They think they want a magic cure. They're like, okay, this is going to make me healthy. If I eat fake meat, this is going to – no, that's not a magic cure. That's not going to make you happy you, – you, you, excuse me, healthy. Figure out what what brings you health. Um, it, it, too much carbs is – you know, too much of anything is not is not too healthy. Uh, uh, it, it can be overkill. I shouldn't say that. Uh, 
But yeah, look, look into to do a balanced diet and you don't need things that are processed with chemicals and stuff, seriously. All right, Anthony Monero sent 229 in... Um, <laughs> all right, yeah, this is beyond Bitcoin, of course, dude. You asked 229 in euros, and I knew someone was going to ask this. Uh, your thoughts about BACT? Well, guys, uh, I've been talking about BACT ever since the moment it came out. I said it was eventually going to happen, and that it's going to be good when it eventually happens. This is where the big boys play. It's just another step closer to it coming out, their announcement. Okay? So, again, I live in the year 2025. To me, it's already happened, and that's why I bought Bitcoin when it was cheap in 2016 and 14 and 13 and 15. Okay? So, guys, if it happens tomorrow, I know they just had a big press release. Great! They just had a big press release. If you've been following the story for over a year or whenever it's been, we knew the day was coming. It's going to happen. They're going to get in. They're going to need a lot of Bitcoin. It's going to happen. It's a positive. This is where the big boys play. You can complain that you, didn't, you don't have Bitcoin because BAT bought it all. But they haven't bought it all yet. And they haven't, they haven't, they haven't gone in large scale yet. And all their competitors haven't come in yet. So, yeah, it's a story. We've known about it for a while. It's going to happen. I'm going to talk about this probably on... Probably not tomorrow. It looks like tomorrow I'm going to have a guest from Hong Kong. Keep your fingers crossed. Pound that like button. But probably on Monday. So again, that's a little bit of Bitcoin for the Beyond Bitcoin show. But but guys, it's um, I mean, if if you don't think tremendous financial organizations that can play all sorts of financial games with Bitcoin aren't going to get into it, then I don't. Then don't buy Bitcoin. Then then you just think it's going to be a, the the same amount of people are just going to have it now that are going to have it in the future. Then I don't know why you're even interested in this. It's going to happen. Okay, all sorts of huge players are in. That's why we say this is early still. It is early still. The big players aren't in. So it is a positive. I've been saying it's a positive all along. Um, it just hasn't happened yet, and just we keep on getting announcements that it's getting closer. And yeah, we're one day closer, but we were one day closer before the announcement also. So I don't, I don't go too crazy over that they had a press release. It's again, it's you should be happy if you didn't believe before, now you believe, then great, great. I'm glad you got convinced through it. So let's move back to the the beyond part, beyond Bitcoin show here. Again, Trace Mayer, uh, he was great yesterday. So check that out if you you, you, you want to learn more about uh, Bitcoin. Uh, and he talked about gold for your golden holders. I do not agree with him on everything he said about gold. And a part of me wonders, I mean, I asked him a straight up question, what has a greater chance of 10xing? And he says Bitcoin. And then I said, why would any like 25-year-old want to buy gold? Okay, so, but he likes to feel gold in his hands. I watched yesterday's show. Uh, okay, a lot of leftists out there, they want you to sacrifice for the common good or to sacrifice for others, that that is moral, that that is just, and they guilt you because of that. If you don't want to participate in a program where you are going to have to sacrifice for others, don't fall for it, people. Do not, you, you do not, sacrificing for the common good is moral? Sacrificing for others? Being forced to sacrifice for others? Being guilted? If you want to do that, you can do that. But being forced to sacrifice for the common good to sacrifice for others is not moral. It, it is not rights. And any uh, philosophy that is based around forcing you to sacrifice for others, to guilting you into sacrificing for others, is not moral. So, uh, you know, with, with socialism, <clears throat> um, a lot of people call this a, a democratic socialism because it's, it's being voted in. Everyone's voting. Everyone's voting to steal from businesses or to steal from others, Okay. Voting to steal private property is still theft, even if you're voting for it. 
Voting isn't some miraculous cleansing mechanism, okay? If, if you have a system where you can vote to steal from others, it's not a good system. It, it, it's, it's theft, okay? So, no, voting does not make theft legitimate. It, it does not. And so there's going to be a lot of people who are, well, we, we voted in the socialism. Uh, or we, with democratic socialism, we get to vote to how much we steal from the gas companies or how much we steal from the 1%. No, that's not, that's not right. You're still stealing. It's immoral. The system is immoral. So that's, that's the argument you, 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 uh, you bring up against socialism, okay? Like, wait, uh, yeah, sure, we're helping out poor people. But any, you can voluntarily help poor people forcing me, stealing from me to, take to, to give to a group that you think is poor or you think is, is uh, in bad shape. That's not right. You're still stealing from me. All right. And voting doesn't make it kosher, dude. It does not. It does not. And that's, that's part of the trick that's out there. These people that have put voting on a pedestal. Voting could be a very nasty mechanism. It's a nasty, it's a nasty business, man. If, if you don't have checks and balances, if you're not in a, in a republic, in a constitutional republic, if you're just in a pure democracy, that people are going to, do, to vote to steal from you. And that doesn't make it right. All right. Just wanted to throw that out there. I'm styling like Yaron Brook. I've been listening a lot to him, I guess. <laughs> All right, let's see here in the, in the chat what's going on there. Uh, have you heard of this of the Israeli banned infected mushroom? No, I, I haven't, Baj. But uh, there's a lot of bans here. And there are a lot of, unfortunately, there are a lot of people on mushrooms and, and marijuana in, in Israel. Uh, because it's like, you know, this free liberal country where you get to, you know, kill yourself if you want to, I guess, and or slowly kill yourself by doing things like that, poisoning yourself. I won't say kill yourself, uh, but yeah, that's that's it's your personal responsibility. If people want to uh, get stoned all day and then complain, they can do that. That's that's their pick. Hey, uh, but I don't know. Maybe the band's a good band. I'm not into new bands. Not into new bands. And I haven't listened to music since November because um, my father died in November, and I'm in mourning, and I can't listen to music until the mourning period is over, which is a year after his death. So I, I, I even <laughs> no, I haven't heard them. No, it, despite being in Israel, it's hard to learn about new bands if you don't listen to music. So nerd two one eight eight said two one eight eight said, "Do you run a full node? No, or mine? No, I will never mine. Never. No, it's why it's not not my thing, and I encourage people not to mine." It's a it's a nasty business, and there's so many scams out there. And uh, no, I don't I don't have a house. I don't have a home. I go from place to place, so I don't have a full node set up at the home that I don't own. <laughs> All right, because I don't I don't have a place to set it up or, or anything like that. And I, I really don't. I, I you know people are like, oh, running a full node is, is a great contribution to the Bitcoin ecosystem. There's a lot of ways to uh, contribute to the Bitcoin ecosystem, and. Uh, you can do it any way you want. You can you can do a new show every single day of the year. You can run a no. You, can, you don't have to contribute to the big. That's the thing about Bitcoin. You don't have to contribute to Bitcoin at all. You don't have to be involved at all. Just holding is a great contribution to the Bitcoin ecosystem. That's the, what I just suggest for people to do because I think long term, I don't. It'll improve the Bitcoin ecosystem, which is added bonus. But for themselves, uh, holding Bitcoin is very beneficial for a person. Incredibly beneficial for their long term wealth. All right. So let us uh, let us move on here. Okay, we talked about the voting and uh, uh, this. I mentioned this on the show the the other day, but uh, how I my system. I have a system. System over goals. You want to set up a system, and if you if you if you have a good system, you're going to accomplish so much, and so much is going to come to you, and you don't have to worry about you know you don't have to stress about your goal. Okay, you don't have to stress about your goal. But sometimes you know your system is working. 
when you hit a period where it's a pain to do it every day, to follow the system every day, you trudge through the challenge and you get it done. And that's, that's an accomplishment. Every day you, you, you live up to your system is another accomplishment. So for example, the YouTube just changed everything. Um, August 5th, they stopped uh, making doing a live show easy. And so it was a challenge, but I kept on doing a new show every day. I trudged through it. There were some frustrating times. And now, hey, look, I'm live again. And I had shows that weren't live that were freaking awesome also, man. The Trace was awesome. Um, so I've, I've uh, learned more about uh, – I made my shows better. Best guest in the freaking space, pound that like button, of course. But I do like the, the tape shows, and they do give me a little bit more freedom when I have the option to do these tape shows. And I learned a new way of uh, – broadcasting live i'm doing this a new way so it's, it's been very beneficial and uh so yeah system over goals you're always you're really in motion the system is all about you're in motion constantly so you're you're meeting new people you're accomplishing new things that you never knew were your goals <laughs> that weren't your goals you're just accomplishing and making yourself better all right remember pound that like button follow me on twitter at techball t-e-c-h-b-a-l-t okay moving on uh the Republic, a Republic protects minority rights. In a democracy, majority can vote to steal from the mi- minority or hurt the minority. There you go. For those of all, all you people who are minorities who are saying like, oh, democracy is the key. The, no, again, the, a democracy, a pure democracy, they can vote to destroy you. They can vote to imprison you. Okay, That's, that's why the, the Constitutional Republic the Constitution protects protects the rights of minorities. Okay, it, it um, and that that's the best. If there's going to be a government, and it, and it appears that people need a government, that you want one that really protects the rights of minorities and protects freedom, protects people's freedoms. Okay, um, because democracy dem- democracy is just an overused term that people do not understand. They think it's just this feel good term that cures everything. When it, when in effect. It can cause incredible amounts of problems. It, again, it can cause minorities to be absolutely destroyed and wealth to be stolen. Uh, Scott Adams brings up a point about uh, the mainstream media <laughs> or, or people in general. Some people like to package coincidences and turn them into conspiracy theories. And yeah, that's, that's the best way. If you want to create a, a conspiracy theory, just find a bunch of co- coincidences and Combine them all together and find a, you know, a, a single thread in common with all of them and package them. And then you got your conspiracy there because there are a bunch of co- coincidences out there. So, yeah. Scott Adams made a very interesting point on that. I see we got a super chat. Hang on a second. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm going to talk about Israel in one second. Uh, why 2025 is such an important no, it's not an important year. Uh, Anthony Monero sent two twenty nine euro. Twenty. Why is twenty twenty five such an important compared to other years? It's not. I pulled it out of my butt. I'm just mean. I'm, I'm living in the future. I, I'm living in. I'm living in a. My mind already knows. I'm in no rush. I don't care when it happens. I know it will happen. This has been my mentality since the beginning. I mean, there were people. Who are, <laughs> who are like, one day there's going to be Segwit. One day there's going to be Lightning Network. One day there's going to be all these things that are now in our past. And I knew they were going to happen, and that's why I got in. One day uh, there are going to be big, huge stories on TV about Bitcoin. I knew that was going to happen one day. One day the masses are going to know about Bitcoin. And th- then that happened in 2017. One day there'll be all the go- There was a time when no gold bug would talk about Bitcoin. 
There was a time when none of the doom and gloom channels would talk about Bitcoin. I knew all of that was going to happen. Go back into my archives. And you and I. this is some of the stuff I've been retweeting on, uh, on Twitter from 2015 to 2016. I've been saying all of this stuff is going to happen eventually, okay? Some of it has already happened now in 2019. If you know all this stuff is going to happen with Bitcoin, it centers around Bitcoin, that Bitcoin is going to be bigger than the freaking internet, then you really should be, you have no excuse for not getting as much Bitcoin as possible. So what I did was I got as much Bitcoin as possible that I felt was going to make me an incredible, rich, incredibly rich person one day. Okay? And so that's why I live in the future. I, 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 I know that these things are all going to happen eventually. So I, in the present, I want to position myself in a way so that um, I will, in the future, I will be very happy. So that, that so 2025 is not a necessary important year. It's just a year in the future that most of you can't even grasp because most people don't have long-term thinking. Again, one of the simple exercises I, d- I developed in 2016 was 2020 long-term thinking. It, it wasn't that long, it, I, and, I, and I, I focused on a specific event, the Bitcoin halving. Hold, hold on to your Bitcoin till 2020, I said, and you're going to be very happy. You just have to learn the technique of not being impulsive and deferral of gratification. So all the things I've just said are just enforcing my strong belief in creating a life system around deferral of gratification and long-term thinking and not being impulsive. You'll be a very healthy person and a very happy person. All right. And next, to, and again, 20, 2025 is after the 2024 halving even, so. Um, but that it'll be great. So when I'm running around Israel, I saw this uh, on the, I guess it's a building that the Likud, uh, which is a political party, owns. Uh, three huge posters of, of Netanyahu with Trump, uh, one of the posters, and the other poster, I mean, these are tall as, as a huge, as a tall building. Netanyahu with Trump, Netanyahu with uh, Putin, and Netanyahu with Modi, the Prime Minister, whatever he is, Prime Minister of India, is that what his title is? Prime Minister of of India? Anyway, it's just, it's the way, what he's doing, he's marketing to the voters that want to see a leader with power, with power. That means a lot to some people. They they pick their leaders because they are affiliated with strong international leaders. So that's what he's going for. Because a lot of people are like, what people like Trump in, in, in Israel? Well, some people do like Trump in Israel. People like Modi in Israel? Well, they probably don't exactly know who he is, but they see their leader of a 7 million person nation uh, standing with a man who is a leader of a, over a billion person nation and... They're like, well, that, that guy's an Indian, uh, and he owned, he's in charge of a billion. Well, that's a pretty serious candidate. And then, of course, with Putin, there's a lot of people that probably do not like Putin here, but they know he is serious and he is powerful. So this is a, this is a technique they use uh, in politics in Israel, a persuasion technique. And again, I'm not into the whole uh, – and in Israel, you vote for a party, and he's the leader of the Likud party. And this is a way, you know – because there's so many small parties and, and what, they, what they try to convince you of is, is you're throwing away your vote if you vote for one of these small parties. For me, I think it's cool if you want to get a small party into the Knesset because it's another voice. But the other technique is you want a serious party. And a serious party is a man that's standing there with these three powerful leaders. So this is what I see on the streets of Israel. Uh, the election is, what, is coming on in a month, 
in September 17th, I believe it is. So maybe I'll see more signs. That's my commentary. Again, I don't support Likud. I, I support the, the Zehut. I think they should get more. That's a small party that isn't in there right now. And uh, I think the more voices that are in there, the better. The better. And uh, Netanyahu is uh, corrupt on, on many levels. He's a, he's a typical politician. And, and to st- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want to have me a picture of me with Putin. I wouldn't want to. I, I want to be proud of that. But he's whatever. He's trying to win voters over. Pound that like button. Yeah, there are eighty percent voters in uh, Israel. Of course there are. Of course there are eighty percent of voters that don't think when they vote in Israel. Of course. Um, let's see. There's all sorts in Israel. All sorts of. Uh, I mean, there's Communist Party in Israel too. That's actually in the Knesset. They're uh, what's their name? They only have like four or five seats. And they might say they're not communists, but they are. Uh, damn? I, I, I forgot their name. But they legitimately, legitimately, leg- communists, they, they have no belief in uh, anything that the state of Israel even stands for. <laughs> all right. Or the founding principles of the state of Israel. They have no, don't care about that at all. I mean, but that's the freedom. In this, you, you can be anything in this country. You really can. I mean, you could be an Arab citizen and, and be elected to the Knesset and start yelling in the Knesset, to destroy the country. <laughs> I mean, imagine that in the United States Congress. If you elected a, uh, you know, a congressperson from Minnesota or something that started screaming, you know, we should destroy the U. Well, maybe we'll see something like that soon. I don't know. You never know. Um, I mean, but hey, that's you deal. You deal with it. You deal with it. Again, people can say freedom of speech. In the United States, we have freedom of speech. In a lot of countries, you don't have freedom of speech. All right. Again, wasting time on politics. Again, it gets into a soap opera. I've already, but I, I, I'm just showing what you would. People are like, you're in Israel. Tell us what's going on in Israel. Show us Israel. Well, you're not really. You're not seeing Israel behind me now, but I'm telling you what I've seen out there. And uh, don't remember, people. Take care of yourself. Don't live through these politicians. None of them are going to solve your problems. None of them are going to solve you. You got to solve your own problems. What do we have here? Um. You know, my, my, one of my friends says he likes when I uh, bring up the, uh, the, Torah, the Torah portion because I, I go to the synagogue every Saturday. Uh, something I noticed in the Torah, Torah portion, and again, this, the, the speech is in Hebrew afterwards, so I don't know what the rabbi is saying. <laughs> it was uh, the Shema, the prayer of the Shema. Uh, it, it's taken from the Torah, and that was, part of, that was the Torah portion this week. Shema Yisrael, Anayi, 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 Anayi. Uh, the, the whole Shema. I was like, ooh, they're saying the Shema during the Torah, Torah portion. Okay, most of you are like, what the heck is he, he talking about? That's for my friend who watches this show. Pound that like button. Uh, but yeah, there's a, a famous part of the Torah, and it's from the uh, Torah portion. Jews say that prayer every... And also just ignore what I said. Uh, but I, I found it fascinating. This was the uh, Torah portion where it actually says it in it. All right, moving on. This is Beyond Bitcoin. Pound that like button. Jeet. What... Oh, no, 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 no. I want to talk about ruling elites here. Ruling elites. Oh, God. Ruling elites. You don't have to listen. There are all these people who complain about ruling elites. And this is, again, if you think politicians are ruling elites, and uh, you, you do not have to listen to them. You do not have to listen to them. You can ignore them. You can ignore, you know, there are people that say the ruling elites decide who's the victim, victim groups, Groups and they define how society is uh, set up, um, and so you you define yourself through being a part of the victim groups that the ruling elites supposedly have set up, or or, or po- part of a battle against the, the 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 ruling elites and the victim groups that they set up. Okay, um, you're, you're wasting your time. 
I mean, what would happen if you just ignore all of that stuff and act in your best personal interest, okay? Uh, it, it involves not being a cog in a machine, which is the simple answer most people, most people opt to being a cog in the machine, to be comfortable, okay? And, uh, and then just complain about the machine itself. Like, oh, the ruling elites control this system, which I am a cog in. It's so unfair. It's so wrong. I'm going to waste my time complaining about it. No, just pretend that doesn't even exist. Do what is, is best for you without hurting other people. Individualism is the accomplishment. So the next time you hear these people, and there's so many people on YouTube that are like, oh, we must overthrow the ruling elites. We must change the ruling elites. We must change the victim groups that they set up and define who the true victims are. We're the victims. It's really, no, just ignore all that stuff and do what is best for you and just laugh at all that stuff. Like, okay, yeah, the people in the machine who depend on all that, I guess they got to worry about being a cog in the machine and who's the elite and who, who's in charge of the machine and who's the victim in the machine. But if, you're, if you just take yourself out of the machine and you're an individual and you focus on your own accomplishments and you're in motion, uh, you're fine. And again, if you're in a city where every you're just it's just dominated by some system, you can move. You can move. If you're in a country, you can move. There, there are options to get out of being like under the thumb of others. If you feel that you're under the thumb of others, there are ways, there are options of getting out. Okay? Um, okay, should you ignore you can ignore bad ideas and promote your own ideas, live your own life. And, and get out, just leave systems. I mean, you don't have to be tied down to one location. I mean, that's my part of my whole philosophy. Uh, and you don't have to be friends. You, you can give, you don't have to fit in. You don't have to keep your friends. They're not truly your, if, if, if you're living in a system where you feel very uncomfortable with the system and the way your friends are, in it, you, they don't have to, maybe they're not your friends anymore. You just leave. You don't have to fit in. You can go to another place where you do fit in. Jeet says, um, he, he, he brought up a, a, in a tweet, and I linked to it below. below. <laughs> totally irrational reactionary bait, I guess. There's some people who know how to bring up topics that are going to bring up outrage and fake outrage in people. So they get a lot of intention. They get a lot of attention and thus a lot of clicks, and they build their little brand, okay? And in this situation, there was a woman out there that was using Bitcoin wealth distribution, being outraged that so few people have so much Bitcoin, just being outraged over it. And, and, and just that's right. Um, you, you can get a lot of Bitcoin still. You could be one in, in, a, in a free market. Uh, there's always going to be a minority that wins, that, that does better because they're in motion. They're proactive. So there's nothing to be guilty about. If your system is going in that direction, it means it's a free market that uh, no one is forcing anyone to do. Equality, equality of outcome is forced. If everyone ends up with the same, it's forced. They're outraged by, and don't get fooled into getting, wasting all your time on uh, social media related tweets or, or posts that are, that are rage bait. Because that's what they want you to do because you're helping build their brand. You're, you're helping build their attention business. All right, another tweet by Jeet. This is a retweet. And this one is involves a, a swear word, actually, so I'll be careful. But it, it's, it's about Bitcoin. I, well, he says it's about Bitcoin. I agree. If we ain't effing up each other's sleeping schedule, it's not real. <laughs> and then he says Bitcoin. 
If we're not effing up each other's sleeping schedule, it's not real. I got to say, there, there is a good point to that. Uh, Bitcoin has definitely, is a 24-hour thing for me. At times, it does mess up my uh, sleeping schedule. But it is real, dude. It is the future. It's, uh, if something is important, if something is earth-shattering important, real, it, yeah, it's going to, it's not just going to be during nine to five business hours, okay? It's not going to be going on just during times that are convenient for you. It's going to be waking you up. It is something that is, is dominating and huge. So I, I, do, I do enjoy that tweet. And, and I think there's some other things in life that are, are, that, are that big also. Like if you have a child, if you, if you uh, give birth to a child, um, that is uh, – <laughs> where, where's the tweet again? It's effing, uh, it's, it's, it's effing your sleeping schedule up. It's, it's, it's definitely real. It definitely is a priority. It's definitely something that's so important. Okay, uh, moving on. Baltimore Sun. And again, I'm from Baltimore originally. Uh, here, this is, this, is, this is a reminder of the golden age we're living in. Online sales account for just over 3% of the $700 billion grocery industry. Some estimates, some estimates show, and, and this article is about people in the Baltimore area. They don't go to the giant anymore. They order their food online. They have it delivered to them. I mean, what a comfortable world we live in. Where three percent of the people already are, are taking advantage of this, and I don't. And it's not just the wealthiest three percent either. It's just people that, that you know that they value. They, they want their food delivered to them. Some of them, it's, it's to virtue signal, to show how rich, uh, to show to others how great they are. Or they don't feel like going to a supermarket. Uh, they trust others to, to pick out their food for them. Again, picking out your food, I mean, you want to see, at least maybe I'm old-fashioned. You want to feel that food. You want to see that food. You want to get the best deal on that food, the, the food in person, okay? Um, but some people trust others enough and want to and want to pay a fee for the convenience of having it delivered to their house, okay? And tech, in the, the glory of technical innovations allowed this to happen, okay? And this is from the Baltimore Sun, and it's not like the Baltimore region is the wealthiest region. The point is, is that there's so many people out there who vilify the people, the, the, the innovators who came up with this technology that allows people to even do this. And that, that's, that's, that's just a shame that uh, a society as a whole today would rather focus on all the... The, the starving people who, who can't afford uh, food deliveries instead of the people who created technologies that are in, in that are just allowing such a golden age t- to take place. But again, live your life. Uh, you know, don't don't be envious if if you can't afford that kind of thing. That, that's great. That's all right. Who cares? It's I, I don't. It's not a necessity. It's definitely not a necessity to get your food delivered to you. I think I think it is waste. I, I definitely think it is a waste. Now, again, if your time is that valuable, um, then I then okay, there's that, then there's a legitimate point to it, okay. But we are living in a golden age. For all those people say, oh, it's such a sad, sad time. No, it's really not. <laughs> the conveniences. I mean, a hundred years ago, you, you had to you had to kill your own animal and then or, or, or grow your own food, or, or two hundred years ago, whenever it was. And now you just type, push a button, and the food comes to you. Uh, Dude, and, and Taval says, do you believe minimum wage should exist? And I absolutely do not believe it should exist. It should not exist at all. No. It's, for, it's forcing private businesses into to paying people. Private business should, should be able to pay whatever they want to pay. Um, it, it's no. It's, it's, it's force. It's 
market manipulation. It's government inter total government interference. It's 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 a it's a travesty. It's a complete travesty. I'm completely against minimum wage. All right. Um, what else do we have here? But most people can't say that because they want to fit in with their friends and they think they're going to get fired from their job if they say something like that. Which I mean, again, is the there's no emotion behind it. It's just it's it's pure money. I mean, it's uh, it's theft when you when you when the government says business, you must pay your employees this much. You must take away this much of your your revenue and distribute it to your employees instead of you know repaying yourself. <laughs> so it, it, it and it's. It's unnaturally uh, messing with the natural business cycle, and when you, there's there's always cost to that. Then then the entrepreneur will hire less people uh, until, but then the government will force him to 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 hire a certain amount of people. Then he'll just go out of business, and you'll have one less innovator, one less business, and that's just bad. <laughs> All right, making uh, when it comes about in such an unnatural way. If a business fails on its own, that's good. And you know, competition destroyed it. Compete. Compete, don't complain. Well, that's complaining. When you when you force a uh, when you force a minimum wage onto a business, that's uh, giving in to the complaints and not not allowing a business to compete naturally. It's putting some unnatural uh, restraint on it. Now, going on to uh, what's this? Uh, I'll talk about this again. No, 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 no. no. We'll, we'll talk about. Well, yeah, there was a climate change guy on Ben Shapiro. Okay. And I don't agree with the climate change. He went again. If you believe, if you think climate change is, is man-made and everything, there are th he brought up things that you as an individual can do, and let let there be a debate about climate change. If people are truly scared about climate change, there are so many in things that individuals can do without being forced to do these things. Okay, without being forced, without the government saying some mandate, change, you know, forcing you to change this. You you, you can construct arguments. And, and logical reasons why you as an individual, you know, it might be better for you to do X, Y, and Z, and it, it will be better for the environment, but it will be better for you also, okay? So there's, there's ways that individuals can benefit from doing things that are also positive for climate change, okay? But this is what someone, and you can watch this, Ben Shapiro, and I give Ben credit, all the credit in the world for having someone on the show that disagrees with him, Um and this a commenter said this in this while the vast majority of this guy's rhetoric is nonsense there's exactly one reasonable idea if we were to distill it all down if each individual took a small action toward a goal it would have an enormous effect the key is pursuing that among individuals and not subversion through government action okay you don't need the government action you you individuals can decide on their educate the people on the world problems, explain how they can choose to change and how that change may be good for their health. So again, this guy was saying that people should just give up eating meat. And if everybody gave up eating meat, that uh, this would affect climate change. Um, and, he, and he gave good reasons, not that, all, that I agree with, but why you should stop eating cows or not eat as much cows or not eat, eat as much this, that, and the other and how that could be healthier for you. And... And then the, the law, if people voluntarily did that, if they knew they were making themselves healthier, then it would help this guy's greater cause of making the earth healthier. And uh, perhaps it really does make the earth healthier. But again, he wasn't saying have the government force this upon people. And that was respectable. That is respectable. So if you think the end of the world is coming for whatever reason, but individuals can make uh, choices 
that will make themselves better individuals, and at the same time, it will you know, stop the end of the world, then share the argument. Compete in the marketplace of ideas. Go ahead. You don't have to force it upon people. Have the government force your ideas upon people. And so speaking about food, and maybe this is good for climate change also, we were talking about OFL last week, okay? And Americans are so wasteful with their food and that in some countries, you know, there's a cow, they kill the cow, they eat every single part of that cow. America, no, that is the complete opposite. What happens here? So maybe, it, it, according to that Ben Shapiro guy's theory, he didn't talk about OFL at all, but how about if we just, everybody learned started to realize, like, wait a second, you know, these hearts of turkeys taste great. Uh, cow guts taste great, or cow livers taste great, or all these other internal organs of all these other all these animals that go to waste, all this stuff tastes great. And thus, we wouldn't end up needing as many cows or as many animals as we needed before. This would be, this would be awesome uh, for the environment, supposedly. But it would be good for people's health, too, because this offal... It's just, it's better than the regular muscle meats that you're used to eating of these animals, okay? So, and if you're an animal activist, you should be, less animals will be killed if you encourage people to eat offal, okay? To eat these many pounds of animal that just gets thrown away in the Western world. Uh, so don't let a piece of animal go to waste. Uh, I mean, and that, that'll help uh, save your precious animals, uh, another thing I want to say, and I and I link to uh, offal if you if you want to see all sorts of different types of offal out there. Again, a, a gizzard gizzard is delicious. Oh, I love gizzard. But I mean, and imagine if other people, some people just don't know to even try gizzard. If so many Americans started eating gizzards, you wouldn't need uh, to kill. You wouldn't need to kill as many animals. And again, some of you are saying, "Well, what's wrong with you know?" Let businesses do – businesses would be run more efficiently. Uh, Animal-producing uh, animal, uh, businesses, food-producing businesses would be much more efficient if they could use more of the animal. Uh, it, it would save them money. It would be good for everyone. Hey, another thing. Going back to – someone mentioned the fake meat thing before. You know, Talking about this golden age that we're living in and everyone trying to vilify the age that we're in and the techni- you know, that – that people doing medical research is, is bad or research on animals is bad and et cetera, et cetera. They're getting close to where they're gonna be able to grow animals without brains, just pieces of animals in the in the lab. Okay? Imagine that. Then you won't even need to kill animals anymore. Now some of you are gonna say, oh, it's Franken meat, it's Franken meat. Well, wait, I mean, if if let them let them experiment. Let them compete. Let people... I mean, we're living in such a time... This is exci- To me, it's exciting. You don't have to eat the fake meat. There'll still be real meat out there. But it won't be the meat grown... You won't have to eat the meat grown in the lab. I'm very curious. I, I hope that the, all sorts of... Co- you know, a big pharma, all these people that are vilified, uh, uh, the big, big farm companies out there, uh, you know, if they come up with a way to grow uh, cows, cow meat or pig meat... Um, in in uh, in labs, well, that that'll be great. I mean, that could you know everyone says there's a huge hunger problem in Africa or wherever. Then if they can just grow meat in labs, you can set up a lab in Africa or whatever and grow all the, all the food you want, all the meat, the healthy meat you want. And uh, so I, I find this fascinating, and we don't hear about it that much because so much of it is vilified. But let them keep it. Let them keep trying to, to get closer to growing uh, animals in because you're not killing an animal that way. There's no. Nothing is being hurt or any – there's no 
I don't. There's no moral argument against it at that point. If you're just taking some cells, and then it turns into a slab of a a slab of turkey or a salmon a salmon slab. Okay. Uh, it's it seems and, and yeah, there's, there's there's some very and we'll see you know how it interacts with the human body and everything like that. But if people want to experiment with themselves and be guinea pigs and eat it, be, be my guest, whatever. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, but if there you know. If, there's some. No, never mind. We're not going to get into that. But I find it fascinating. And uh, let me see. Uh, oh my God! People have been saying thing. Okay. No, that's just a comment there. Never stop. Stay in motion, said Nerd Two Twenty One Eighty Eight. Dude, I don't intend on stopping. I'm going a million miles per hour even at uh, 11 o'clock at night here in, in Tel Aviv. If you've met me in person, you, you know that I'm always going uh, balls to the wall, baby, a million, <laughs> million miles per hour. Pound that like button. Uh, Native Americans had no crops and used every part of the buffalo. Nothing wasted. Yet, Baj, that is, that is the truth, man. Nothing, nothing wasted. Um, that's, that's a way to live your life. I mean, you don't have to live. I don't waste. And think long term. All right. So we talk about uh, climate change and OFOL. Uh, no, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, no, nah, we won't talk about that one either. Well, let's keep going. Uh, no, we'll, we'll save that for next time. As I think I've been talking some quite some time here. Uh, let's th- list this. Uh, James Clear says habits will form whether you want them or not. Whatever ever you repeat, you reinforce. Whatever you repeat, you reinforce. This is true. This is true. So um, you want to, again, that's why if you set up a system, make sure it is a healthy system. (laughs) Definitely make sure it's a healthy system because it becomes a habit. It definitely becomes a a habit. So be careful with those habits. Uh, Be be careful with those uh, not so healthy things you're doing. But if you start getting addicted to them, well, the habit will form. The habit will form. Uh, Whatever you repeat, you reinforce. So try to repeat the good stuff. Try to repeat. Try, if something is successful, do it again. Do it again. All right. Uh, and we'll do that. Ne- we'll do that one next time. There's so much here. Uh, all right. Th- I'll leave it with this one. There, there are a lot of people out there. They get degrees, okay, from universities, and they feel like the degree is going to magically entitle them to a job. And that, is, and I think people are convinced of that. Like, if I get this degree. Any degree, I'm going to automatically get a job, and that is just not the way things are work out anymore. Okay, um, you know, and that's why people pay so much for these degrees because they think, well, if I get a degree, it could be a degree in anything. I will get a job. I will be entitled to X, Y, and Z. You are entitled to nothing if you get a degree. Okay, so with that in mind, with that in mind, though, here's a tweet from Safadine: Almost anything you want to learn is online for free. Or just 1% of the price of a college degree. Paying for college is choosing to massively overinvest in credentials at the expense of learning. Okay, so if you really want to learn, you can learn for free. And if you want to learn in order to get a job or to better yourself in order to start a job, then go find the sources online for free that are going to get you toward there okay and create a system a learning system uh where you are going to end up gaining more and more information that's going to make you more and more valuable 
uh, of an employee or a, of an as an entrepreneur. Just gaining skills. Don't just learn to get a piece of paper. Learn uh, as part of your system of improving yourself. Okay. And again, if, you, if you're really interested in learning, it is all out there. It is all out there. You do not have to pay for it. So don't make up after four years. Don't say like, oh, I was ripped off. No, I mean, you beforehand, you, you were entitled to nothing. You were entitled to nothing. It wasn't going to be a magic. Everybody wants a magic pill that's going to fix everything. A degree is not that magic pill. It's not that it takes work and dedication and having some sort of system and, and improving yourself, okay? And you can do that for a lot cheaper than, uh, than what, what colleges charge right now. So think of it that way. Uh, fitting in is overrated. If you just want that degree to show off to people, um, yeah, that's, that's not the best reason for getting a degree. But again, this uh, personal responsibility is a new counterculture. You, you get, get, if you end up paying for all that, then you're going to have to deal with the consequences. But know that the options are out there. The free options are definitely out there. And it's just, it's just what a world the internet ha has given us. What a golden age of learning opportunities uh, that are out there. In fact, and it's, every day is getting better. Every day is, is getting better. So create a plan. Create a system. Educate yourself. And uh, live outside the box. Be willing to move. Be willing to just uh, not worry about the magical elites that control you. Control yourself, baby. Pound that like button. Bang that bell button. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Subscribe to the channel. Like this video. Click on those squares that hopefully are going to appear if you're watching this taped. And uh, all right, I am going to end this uh, podcast or whatever, what is this video right now by pushing this newfangled button. See you guys in the chat. Pound that like button.